okay. It is election day. Um, I'm also I'm also podcasting on election day. Uh, this episode will be available on Wednesday, but I have already voted. I voted early last week, but I'm encouraging you guys. I've been I've been putting out ads um, on this on this, on my on my podcast episode. I've been putting out ads. Go go vote. Register to vote. Go vote. It is election day. It's important to do so. Um, I've been pushing it, pushing it, pushing it for the last two months. Go vote. But I'm gonna. I told you guys, as I mentioned on the previous episode, I'm gonna bring on a, a guest, Ron from the M and R show. I'm gonna put all their stuff in the description, all of their info. You can contact them and so forth. Um, all of their stuff in the description. Also. We got big football talk, a lot of a lot of stuff to get into, but mainly election day, go vote, and this for and this and I'm not telling you who to vote for. Uh, I'm not swaying you in any direction. You, that's in your that's in your spirit, man. That's in your heart. So you go out there and vote. But I just know I've had people be- come before me, ancestors before me that have sacrificed their lives, their livelihood, death, being you know being killed. To go in order in order for us to vote in order for people like me to vote, so I did my due, I did my due diligence in voting. Um, I voted early once again. You guys go out there and vote and enjoy the rest of this episode. So as mentioned on my Saturday uh, episode, I told you guys at the end. I told you guys if you guys were still there, <laughs> I told you guys i'm having a guest and you know when when i have a guest when a guest comes on the ikp i just don't bring any type of guest like i bring the best of the best in my opinion i think um so without further ado i'm gonna bring on my guy ron from the m and r show i've done i've done an episode or two with them um he's really good uh <laughs> leadless to say so I'm gonna um, introduce Ron right now. I'm gonna give him some, yeah. Let him hear. Let him hear. Let him hear. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we do. That's how we do. Courtesy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Ron, um, tell the people who you are, and then we get into it. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm Ron from the M and R Show. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Malk and Ron Show. Um, please, you know, you can DM us, leave his questions, follow us, you know, just show support. We thank, uh, that, you know, Isaiah Kid podcast for letting me come on, you know, show support. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm glad to be here. I can't wait to talk about some of these interesting topics, especially this NFC East. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so I def, I definitely leave like the, all of the stuff, all of the info, all of, all of the M and R show info in the description What um, the, the promotions and, you know. That that'll be at the description at the bottom. So check them out, give them a look. They're really good. I like their topics. Um, some of them can be off, but most part, I like them. So Ron, um, so on the on the weekdays, you know, we call this like the and the, the the analysis day. We break down games, and we're gonna start obviously the game of the week. Uh, I think, and I and I said that I made this comment on the last episode. I think this Baltimore and in uh, Steelers matchup, this rivalry, I think it's the best rivalry in football in the last 15 years. I mean, given all of the implications that usually come behind these games, I think it's the best rivalry in football. Um, so I'm just looking at the box score, and Pittsburgh got dominated throughout the entire game. I mean, if you would have told me that Baltimore was going to run for 265 yards, control time of possession, 
had more first downs and the Steelers offense really couldn't do anything well, I would have told you Baltimore wins that football game. Give me your take. What like what what was, what was your what's what's the thinking with Lamar, the Ravens? Like give me give me your thinking on that. Yeah, uh Lamar, I just didn't expect him to him to play that bad. I'm like, oh God. But on our show, I was saying that Pittsburgh is gonna make Lamar be a pocket passer. And they're gonna let him run, but he's not gonna get any big run, which he did because he ran for C ran. He he led him in rushing attempts last game. Mm-hmm. Yes, he ran the ball sixteen times, but he only ran for sixty five yards, which is four yards a carry, which isn't terrible for a running back before quarterback. That's absolutely atrocious. Then Kyle Murray's having like eight yards a carry, right? On like over hundred carries, so like that's just not good for his skill set. You don't see only threw forty six percent. He had four turnovers. Uh, I think if he just plays a little bit better, they win that game. Which was really surprised me, but was Ben. Ben is just not. Ben has been good this season, but he's not been great. He's just done enough to win. Which I mean, can you be mad at a seven zero team? I guess you think we have to take away something bad, even though they haven't lost yet. Mm-hmm. But Ben has just been. He hasn't. He hasn't tried to be the Ben of two years ago. Where he was throwing for five thousand yards in a season. That, that's not. He's, he's going back to with his first three seasons where he was just doing enough <laughs> to win games. Yeah. And he turned. He turned the ball over last game. So they just they just were doing enough as an offense. Uh, I really like the the young receivers. I think one of the biggest things is that people really forget how young Juju still is. He's twenty three years old. You feel like he's been in the league forever. He's only twenty three. They're putting the person Terry McLaurin of the Washington Redskins is twenty five. Right. He just got here last year. So <laughs> right. That, that just shows you the age of he's he, he's not even in his prime yet. And I think he's still I mean, he's still like a high level two, low level one right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um and. That's a that's an interesting thing because with Ben because we we're talking about everybody's bashing Lamar and people already know how I feel about Lamar. I think um I think he's explosive. Uh, yeah. he's um obviously we we know all of those things. He won MVP last year. We know all of these things. But when it came I, I, on the last episode, I said, hey, this is a in some form or fashion, this is a legacy game for Lamar. This is a legacy game. I felt like that. I felt like on Sunday. That was a legacy game, and he didn't. He quite frankly, he didn't play well enough for them to win. Um, and like I said, Pittsburgh. I don't know if it's if it shows how good Pittsburgh is because Pittsburgh got dominated for most of the game. It seemed like um, they did win the turnover battle, but if you, I mean, just looking at that game, you're like Baltimore's going to win this thing, especially in the first half. Pittsburgh's offense was stagnant, and I do think that's a, I don't want to say a, a, a concern, but I do like the fact that with, with Ben Roethlisberger, he's not holding on to the ball so long. It's a lot of RPO and quick stuff that they're doing with him, but it's, he's not, he's not quite Ben as we saw a couple years back. Where, like you said, he led the league in passing yards, 5,000 passing yards, we're not quite getting that in. As he gets colder, he's an older guy. He had to replace the elbow surgery. I just wonder how, like, how much, how much offense can they get? Because the defense is legit and it's real, obviously. But Ben, he 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 does give me cause for pause. Now, what do you? How do you feel about Lamar? Um, has he hit a ceiling? Cause I feel like the like. The team, like the Super Bowl contenders, the playoff teams, I think they're starting to catch on to him. Has he hit a ceiling? I was scared about this last year. I kept telling all my Ravens fans, I said, look, 
these type of quarterbacks after year two, it's always a lead catch. So even from Kaepernick, RG3, you know, a lot of these players have had injuries and stuff like that that might have slowed them down. But usually the lead catch is on because you have to eventually you're gonna have to just win from inside the pocket. No quarterback has just never not went inside the pocket and been good. It was a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just hard. That was that's what kind of hurt Vic a little bit as he came back from jail, is that he was still trying to move, he wasn't as fast as he was in his younger years. So they're trying to help Lamar turn into more of a pocket passer. So I understand that in a way that is kind of hurting his game, though, a little bit. But I don't I mean, I don't want to say he's in the ceiling because he's young. If you remember, Lamar came in the league, I think, at 21 years old, too. Yeah. So he, he I don't know. It's hard for me to say he's in the ceiling already because he's not even close to 30 years old yet. Right. So I don't think, I don't think this is really – This is the, he can sign an extension this summer. So I really cannot wait to see what they do with this because if he goes, he just won another playoff game. It's no way you can convince me he should get an extension. You have to wait on the extension. I, it's hard, but he's had the MVP. He's kind of like the Westbrook where he's so box office that you kind of have to pay him almost. Mm-hmm. But he might not be as good as his MVP says he was. But he's so box office that the team's like, we can't lose this guy. He's not Flacco. No one really liked Flacco. I mean, Flacco had a Super Bowl, but no one in, in Baltimore really looked like he wasn't a fan favorite type of player. Right. It was, it was, it, and you're right. Um, with Lamar, it, people gotta, people gotta think. Like, it's so crazy how young these guys are because Joe Burrow is actually older than Lamar, and Joe Burrow's a rookie. Lamar's been in the league for three years, so it, it shows like how young Lamar is. Um, I, I just think, okay, this is my thing. I talked about it all throughout. Um, all throughout last year, leading up to the big Monday night football game versus the Chiefs, after that game, and now we're here, and he's lost another big game. Um, this Baltimore, this this offense, this passing attack, it's been struggling all throughout the year. Um, they're ranked, I think they're ranked twenty eighth in the with the pass. 31st. 31st. So that's even worse. They're thirty first <laughs> in the pass, like. That's just not going to cut it. You can't win a Super Bowl like that. Um, I, like, okay, so, and this is the thing. <laughs> his, comp- like, I'm starting to notice it. He's He got better with his accuracy, but now in the last three games, he's at 49%, 56%, under 60%. You can't do that, man. He has to clean that up. He has to clean that up. I mean... It's it's it's. I think it's coming to the point where the league haven't figured like Lamar out. I mean, like the bad teams and the mediocre teams, yeah. they haven't figured him out. But the Pittsburghs and the Kansas Cities and the Tennessees, I think they're starting to catch on a little bit. Yeah, I, this is my thing with quarterbacks when they throw that inaccurate, like Cam Newton, mm-hmm. Lamar, Josh Allen, those type of QB. When you have a bad game, your bad game should be fifty six to. 60% range, that's bad. Yeah. When you go under 56%, you're in the 55 to 40s, that is, like, atrocious. That's like, you know, when you do the F in the class, you, a 60 is an F. Right. But if you get a 40 and an F, you can't recover. <laughs> like, right. there's no recovery. That's just the F, like, okay, I mean, Tim O'Brien's not going to have a C. This guy, you go 20%, you're still at an F. Like, you, you have so far to go to even still be failure. Like just to get out of the fail zone, so I just you can't fail that bad to me. Right. Boys is so is so bad. I've seen this from the, like I'd say the him Josh Allen. I'm like I mean I like Josh Allen. He's okay, but you can't go this far under fifty to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a it's a it's like a new low. 
I mean, yeah, it, it's like a new, it's a, it's a new low, and it's just not, it's just not. It, you just can't win first. Can't win playoff games like that. But then you can't win. You can't win Super Bowls like because that's this team's a Super Bowl quality team. They've been at the cuffs at it for the last few years. We we were expecting big things from Baltimore, and we thought they were the best team in the AFC North. At least I did. Um, cause I just I did. didn't, I didn't know how Ben was going to look, but Ben looks okay. Um, Pittsburgh do like, okay. So what can they, cause they're, they're undefeated. They're seven and oh, looking at the remainder of their schedule. It's really I favorable. <laughs> what do you see for Pittsburgh? As far as like, trying to get a look at their record. Like you, like you about to say, I don't. I don't know where their loss comes from. I I'm I might go out and want to pick Baltimore for their Thanksgiving game just because it's hard to sweep this, this series. Yeah, it's not. As, but I mean, I could see them winning. But I think Baltimore just has to get one. We're going to crush them. I don't. They, they just can't lose again on national TV too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, that's probably going to be their first loss. But again, they do play the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. So Ben actually might look like Patrick Mahomes this weekend. <laughs> We've saying he's been looking average this weekend. He might. He's not going to look average. Yeah. If. Like I wish I could bet on Claypool. His his over under is one touchdown this weekend. I would definitely go over. Right. So <laughs> I, I'm I don't know. Uh, the team looks. I would really like love their receiver core. I mean, even from the James Washington to the Deontay Johnson, mm-hmm. Claypool, Juju, they all are different receivers. None of these guys run the same route. Well, of course they have a different similar route tree, but they're all different types of guys. Right. You know, James Washington was a deep threat in college. Claypool is a deep threat that really can't move side to side. He's more like a DK build, but less you know shifty. Juju's a slot guy. Deontay Johnson is kind of like an overall just okay receiver. Right. So I think I think Ben is I think Ben thrive with these guys though right. i think that he was somewhat i mean he, they thrive i'm saying like they thrive because ab you know is, is an amazing receiver but just personality wise ben these guys he can kind of tell like what the heck to do like be quiet move around ben, ben likes being like a dominant type of qb like, yeah he don't want you to talk back to him <laughs> he wants you just to run rounds and you yeah i love the ground ben walks on like he, he's that type of person which is brady you can see he doesn't give a rip he mm-hmm. wants you to yell at him. <laughs> they fight sideline, but that that hypes him up. Right? That gets him. He plays better when he's yelling at people. When people are in his ear, like he likes. He likes the competition. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's a tell to two different QBs. But that Pittsburgh defense is like you said, legit. TJ Watt is the, is the defensive player of the year candidate. Miles Garrett, I'm really fighting for that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he has the highest um, pass rush win percentage. Even though, I mean, of course, he's, he's a 3-4 outside linebacker. So he's not rushing every play. So, of course, Williams is going to be higher than some of the 4-3 guys. Right. But regardless, that's the highest one in the league. is when you win, I think it's 24% of the time you rush. That's insane. Yes. It's just, it's insane. And he has the most quarterback hits in the league. So. Yeah. He's pressuring you. Yeah. And explain the, the, the backup for Devin Bush. I thought when Devin Bush went down, I thought the defense was going to get a little shaky. No. Splain has, I mean, been... He's my favorite Stiller. I mean, <laughs> like he. Every, every Wilson now from the Jets, who's a people don't realize Avery Wilson was a stud with Tennessee and other teams. So now he's like, oh, okay, but I'm good again. Like, right. It was like, this, this is for I think they swapped a fifth and a seventh. So they so nothing, nothing, really, nothing. Like absolutely <laughs> basically. So I'm and, just like, wow. And, I, and what a, and what a good what a good pickup. I mean, for Adrian. I mean, then and then he leaves an 0 and 8 Jets team to go to a. A seven and zero Stiller team that may make yeah. a run at the Super Bowl, life fortunes. Hey, <laughs> living right. Um, so let's shift gears. We're going to go to New England and Buffalo, and 
people know my take. And I got crushed for it all offseason. I said, I love Belichick. I think he's a great coach. I think he's the greatest coach in football. And you can make an argument that he's the greatest coach in sports history because to have a 20-year dynasty in football in the NFL, it's just yeah. unthinkable to think about. But I came into the season, I said, looking at this Patriot team, even with Cam, I said, this is a 7-9, and nine, maybe even a 6-10 and 10 season. And I'm not saying they're tanking, but Belichick, I think he's trying his best to get one of these three quarterbacks, probably not Trevor Lawrence, but Fields and Trey Lance should be on people's radar as far as New England grabbing them up and snatching them. And it just seems like a Belichick thing to do. Um, like, is it is the season over for New England? What was your take on New England? I, I definitely, before the season, we know that I thought New England was at least going to get nine games. I said, I said, Bill Watson has to get nine. He can't get nine. But people also get they get eight opt outs. I, I I tried to overlook that, but that's a lot of players to lose, man. Yes. That's, yes. that's to no injuries. You've also had injuries on top of the opt outs. You can't lose that many people. Then to free agency as well. It's just mm. you. That's just too much turnover. Right. I do feel like they kind of set Cam up for failure. Cam needs a team that's kind of a made team. Like Cam with the calls. I don't know how that didn't work. Right now. I, if I'm the cause, it's no way I go out and get Philip Rivers over Cam Newton right now. <laughs> With that offensive line and Taylor and they had Mac. And yes. Cam yes. needs that type of team. New England, even though the New England <laughs> offensive line is very good, but their weapons are atrocious. Can you and name Edelman's the guys? Right who's the number one receiver? Edelman is out. I could not tell you the top of my head who's the number one guy right now. James White, the <laughs> running back, is the number one receiver. Like, I, yeah, the defense is is. It's still good. It's not historic like last year, but I mean, come on, no one expected to be a historic defense every year. You're supposed to, they're a top ten defense right now. Yeah, they're still good. Gilmore's still out there. You still have that deep, deep defensive backfield with J.C. Jackson and mm. all those guys. So I don't, I don't know. I think they they played pretty good against Buffalo. Of course, they, that's kind of game why they won. It Cam said that late fumble, which hurts. It just Cam somehow only throwing two touchdowns on the season. Which is just a, a wild number to me. He's throwing like eight picks. Yeah. So it's but he has a lot of rushing touchdowns. So it's like, I, yeah. So it's just it's just a weird. It, it just looks the Brady. I think his second touchdown passes. So it's just like, ah, it just looks bad. This just looks bad. And, and it's so hard to watch New England. I mean, I think like you can name some of the guys like Nikhil Harry hasn't worked out. Um, Jacoby Myers. He sounds like he should be working at Outback. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's just, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, Izzo, he sounds like, I, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, I think Belichick, he has to take some of the blame for this uh, because he has fit offensively. I mean, I don't think this gets talked about enough. The great Bill Belichick has not been able to draft offensive players. I mean, I mean, he just hasn't been able to draft off quality. I mean, just quality offense. But you gotta draft all pros, yeah. but just quality offensive players. It just hasn't worked out. I mean, whoever's in that scouting department, they gotta do a better job. Um, but like you said, it's so much overcome, and I, I was just surprised that people were overlooking it. I'm like, hold up, you have Kyle Van Noy that left. You had you um I think you had who was the you Jamie you had Collins. yes Jamie yeah. Collins uh Hightower he opted out Patrick Chung opted out you have so many players that opted out and then you look at that offense with 
limited weapons. Julian Edelman, he led the league in drops last year. So it, it, it's just, it's just, I didn't see, I didn't see how they could squeak out eight wins. Now yeah. it's they're, they're two and five. Um, I know some plays haven't gone their way, and if plays would have went their way, they would have a you know a couple more wins. But I just look at this team. I look at their schedule. I'm like, this is a seven and nine team, and with Buffalo, it kind of said a lot. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to Buffalo. Like the month of September, they were really hot, but yeah. then they just they just hit a rough patch. Um, and they have a, they still have to play Seattle this upcoming week. So we, I mean, we don't even know what that entails. But I think it says a lot about Buffalo because I was really high on Buffalo with Josh Allen and Stephon. Yeah. I think they're still good, but their defense isn't as good as it was last year. No, people were actually killing me because everyone knows I am not a Josh Allen guy. So <laughs> he was hot. I'm getting DMs, man. I told Josh Allen he's legit. He's legit. I'm like, look. I never said he was absolutely trash. I just think he's good. Okay, will he ever? Will he win two playoff games his career back to back? I highly, highly doubt it. Can, can they win a wild card this year? Probably so because the matchup they probably play Cleveland. So right. I mean, it, are we even gonna give them a, like is that a boost on your resume? You beat Cleveland. Come on, bro. <laughs> like so if they play them, I mean, I'll, of course I predict them to win. But I don't. I feel like Miami's looking. Their defense is looking so good though. Mm-hmm. I really. I'm just waiting. We, we're talking about the two later. But they they might give Buffalo a run for their money in this division. I doubt it because they're just such a young team now. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo Buffalo has to win now. You for, for their family purpose, they've been waiting for so long. They've been right. since with ninety five when they lost a thousand Super Bowl for them to get back to just glory. So it's right. just like they've been waiting so long for this team. And and McDermott is a great coach. I think really I, the, Josh Allen's biggest thing is he just went to the right team. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Hey, if John Allen was in Cleveland, you think Baker looked bad some games. He would look atrocious. <laughs> Coaching with Hugh Jackson as your coach, oh, no, it, it would have been so bad. It would have just looked, it would have looked so bad. He, like I say, he does have a big arm, but usually the arm isn't accurate deep, yes. though. It's just a weird dynamic. Like, he has a big arm, but so did Brock Osweiler. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not accurate to DeAndre Hopkins deep, then when he's missing Stephon Diggs so much, and Diggs actually think is the number one target receiver in the league. So the fact that he has that many targets, he should be getting more. Right, is 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 a crazy dynamic for me. But I mean, Buffalo has weapons though. Beasley, I mean, all Cowboys yeah. fans know Beasley's twenty four seven. I mean, when he has two guys that can run, and you have Beasley in the middle, you shouldn't be. Able, your offense is shouldn't be limited. But then you are tied at halftime with the Jets last week, or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I just can't. This can't be excused. You almost lose to a, a, a struggling New England. Right. So it's just like, luckily, they're in the AFC East, so they're using the Brady effect. We just, even though if we play bad, this division sucks for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's not the NFC East, but it seems like both the East, all both the East, AFC and NFC, are one of the worst in you know, their conferences. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so, and you talked about Miami and Tua, and um, Tua didn't have, you know, he didn't have like the gaudy stats or anything like Herbert or Burrow that's been putting up, and they're and they're fantastic. But fantastic, I think coming so coming into the weekend, I predicted uh, Miami would win because, and I, I predicted Miami would win for a couple reasons. Uh, L.A. would have to travel cross country; that's always brutal. Um, and then I said Brian Flores had two weeks to prepare for. Jared Goff, who he shut down in the Super Bowl a few years back, if you guys remember. 
So that was the big reason why I picked the um why I picked the Dolphins, excuse me. And that's why the Dolphins won. Um this too a thing. Um so I know it was it was weird when when they announced him as the starter. Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick got in his feelings. I don't know why. You knew this was going to happen eventually. But with 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 Tua, eight games. It's about it's about seven to eight games left in the season. They're playing Tua. I think it's I think it's blatantly obvious. They're playing Tua to see whether or not he has the it factor. If not, I think they're going to move on because they have the Texans. Uh, first rounder this year, and they're, and they're going to draft another quarterback like Arizona did a couple years back. Give me your take. Yeah, I'm really a big two guy. I think he's a leader. I think he's a leader of men. I think people want to play for this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about this little six-foot guy, This one of the only left-handers that I've ever really seen in my lifetime watching football. It's not that many of those guys. People follow this kid, even though he, had, he went through 90 yards last week. Right, but at the same time, we've been spoiled with Patrick Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert. That's not what rookie quarterbacks look like their first game. <laughs> That's not how it should go. This is kind of what I expected to happen. Like he's gonna have a, he's gonna be a game manager. That's which for some reason it might be better than what Ryan Fitzpatrick gave them. He might give them some gaudy numbers, but he also might throw you two picks against the Jets and almost yes. make you lose the game. Yes. So the goal is don't throw, don't turn the ball up. He did fumble, which I kind of like Aaron Donald. Yeah. That's kind of a, a tough. <laughs> That's a given. That, it's a tough start that your first corner you throw against is Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> and your first pass rush you throw against is Aaron Donald. It's not going to be like that every week. I forget who the Dolphins play this week. But I think he'll be better. I'm I'm ready to see how – because their weapons are okay. They, they don't have a – like, I mean, this Gaskins guys come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You do have Breida. But then, I mean, Devontae Parker is pretty good. But, in the, I mean, he's not a top 20 receiver. And I thought like – and so a lot of these, a lot of these top twenty receivers are all on the same teams. Right, like the Bucks have two, three of these guys. Yeah, you know, so the crap, the Seahawks have probably two of these guys. We mm-hmm. locked it in DK. Yeah, so like y'all don't have. It's just I don't know. But the coaching again, even with the Josh Allen Bank, is so good in Miami with Brian Ford. I love yes. the black man getting a job. I can say he deserved and he showed out since then. That. I think he'll be fine. They'll they're not put him in harm's way right now. I don't know. The offensive line is pretty bad, but they've been they haven't been playing as bad as they really are. I think it's the quick pass game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Jasicki, the tight end. though. he's a good blocking tight end as well as a catching tight end. Right. I think I think they'll be fine. I really I just can't wait to see when they play out like, the Buffaloes, mm-hmm. New England. I, I can't wait to see how two of plays because it's just it, I don't know because I think they could move off if he plays so bad and Texans continue on this one win train where they're they're losing when they can't gain anything by losing. Right. So, like, you might as well just go your hardest because you don't have your pick. Right. <laughs> so, it's just a weird that, like, literally, the Dolphins are like, oh, well, I mean, we, we can play hard, get a first-round pick from us, probably in the 18 range, mm-hmm. and somehow over the top eight pick is insane. The, the GM needs to applaud it. Yes. Applaud it. Major props. That's why major props to... Brian Flores in Miami because all last year they were getting trashed because we everybody was like this Miami team might be the worst team ever to touch a football field, but then the, you know the latter part of the year they won some games and Brian Flores had built the culture. He went out in the offseason, spent money. It was very Belichick ish. Spent money on his DB, spent money in the defense, um, and then now they're trying to build from the draft. You know, as far as offensively. 
Um, with Tua, I, see, and I was a big Tua guy too. I thought coming out of the draft, I thought Tua was the best prospect. I thought Tua was the best prospect. I thought Herbert had the most talent. Um, now with Tua, this is the thing that worries me because, and I heard I heard a couple people say this already, but I said it. I think I said I brought it up a couple weeks ago, and it was maybe it, it maybe Tua is just an Alabama product, maybe. Tua is just a product of Alabama. He was throwing to four first round receivers, which is which is absolutely insane. I mean, yeah. that receiving core, anybody, I can throw that, I can throw to that receiving core. We can get to the SEC championship game. So, <laughs> I mean, like maybe he is a product of Alabama. Um, we'll see. I just with Tua, he's not as mobile or athletic as Kyler. And Lamar and those guys are both like undersized ish kinda, and he's not he's not as elusive yeah. as Russell. He's dead point accurate, but are we looking for him to be Drew Brees or I don't like I don't know what like I don't know what his his I don't know what his ceiling is. I feel like um and I guess yeah, we'll I see. Tell you ceiling, he's hard to measure because we've never seen this guy before. Mm-hmm. So, but he's literally we've never seen. I mean, like you said, the closest maybe will be Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson is is elusive in the pocket. Right. I would say two even though for some reason, if y'all remember, two was the number one dual threat quarterback out of high school. I don't know why they had him ranked as that. Maybe that was the more of his athletic days. <laughs> he's not Baker. Trust me, he's not that. Guy. <laughs> he's not a five guy. He's probably also a four eight guy or nine guy right but he's not big as like a Dak who can be four eight but you're huge right so you're kind of just you like can take the beating you just kind of people over right I, you're right he's, he's gonna have to get a team that has a line they're gonna have to improve the line i think with that first pick they're gonna go lineman okay which, you, you might go with your first two picks you might go lineman or receiver and alignment they have to they have to give this guy some help um i think he definitely can make receivers better though Mm-hmm. I think he kind of. I think he might have that trait where a lot of receivers can definitely become better. But we also see in the mean right now, Alabama. Matt Jones looks is, is number one right now in Heisman, right? <laughs> uh, in the predictions to get the Heisman. So literally, it's crazy. You know, yeah. So two is just like you say, it's really accurate. I think he had. I think he had the highest player efficiency rating ever in college football. For yes, the season he played. Yes. Uh, so I think he's accurate. We just want to just hope that it works out in the weapons. Can be just as good. Not, as, not gonna be Alabama because that's not gonna happen again for him. <laughs> yeah. But this guy, you know, at least you need two to three stud. At least, at least one top twenty guy. Yeah. One, one top twenty guy. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> nah, that's not. Nah, it, it's legit. Um, you know, I just think it, it's just so funny how like the patience levels for these young quarterbacks like have just gone tremendously down. Like. At once upon a time, when you drafted a quarterback, you drafted him, you give him, you know, three years, maybe maybe even four years to figure it out. Now, it's like, if you don't figure out the next ten games, we're moving on to the next guy. So, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just funny. Um, So, you brought up, and earlier, you know, we brought up the Saints and the Chicago Bears game. I'm not particularly high on neither of these teams. I know some people been hitting me up saying Chicago is legit. Nick Foles can make a Super Bowl run. I just don't see the offensive weapons to do that. Uh, The offensive line's a little shaky. And then Nick Foles himself um, right now isn't looking the best. 
And then with Drew Brees and, and, and that Saints offense, it is dink and dunk. Everybody likes to talk about how Dak dinks and dunk. Drew Brees is the dink and dunk king. His arm is dead. Tell me first, how did you feel about the Saints and Bears game? And then, like, talk about, like, just expound on the Saints and the Bears because I don't think neither are Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I think the Saints okay. can make the playoffs, though. Anyway. Yeah, Saints, I think they'll be second in their division. Mm-hmm. But one thing I can say about, first, let's talk about Alvin Kamara. This, he's probably the most valuable running back I think I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Well, maybe major <laughs> people. His value, he had the number one receiving grade. Including receivers in the NFL, <laughs> this is like I don't know if it's still that good, but he was averaging like seventy yards receiving a game. That's crazy. He's he, he's insane in that way. Uh, I really love watching Kamara play. But you said Drew Brees is, is a noodle arm. You can't throw twenty <laughs> yards accurately. So uh, Michael Thomas hasn't been there. Okay, Emmanuel hasn't been there. So they've been winning without that guy. So I mean. Props on – usually teams cannot win without a receiver like Michael Thomas. It's right. out. But the Bears – I mean, Nick Foles, I have no idea how to grade you. I don't know if you're a C. You're a, you're a D guy sometimes. Then you're sometimes you're an A in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I, like Eli Manning, where I just can't – where do you put this guy? I don't – like sometimes he just he just somehow is always in the game, but he might have a terrible game, but he's always in it at the end. Yes. It's just – I don't know. <laughs> the Bears defense is elite, though. With Mac, even though I still, I was getting a lot of flack when they first traded for Khalil Mac, just because they traded two firsts. I'm like, four. I like Mac, but two firsts is a lot for a team with no quarterback. And I mean, looking at that trade, everybody was killing John Gruden for that trade. But I mean, you looking at Oakland. Oakland is a borderline playoff team. The Bears, since getting Mac, hasn't not has not won a playoff game. So. I, I think, you know, there's some correlations. That, like, with Nick Foles, okay, I know, I thought, like, okay, so people, the Philadelphia fans, they don't like because I don't like Nick Foles. The Bears fans think I'm too low on Nick Foles and the Bears. But I'm looking at it like this. First, I, some, I, I like, Matt Nagy, I like him sometimes because he came from the Andy Reid tree, and usually the guys that come from the Andy Reid tree, they usually are, like, successful but with Matt Nagy at time, I mean, Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago, he just got completely outcoached by Sean McVay. Um, and, and, I mean, and Sean McVay, he's a great coach, but he just got completely outcoached. And Nagy sometimes feel, I, I sometimes feel like he don't know his personnel. Like yeah. his offensive line is, his offensive line is shaky. And he, I mean, how about we just do this? Chicago, Matt, Matt Nagy, Nick Foles. Just draw up plays for Allen Robinson. Um, he's he, he's literally their their lone threat. He's he's amazing. It, it doesn't matter who's throwing this guy the ball. He's he's catching the ball. <laughs> this man has been played for the the Minshews, Foles, oh Blake Bortles, just <laughs> scrubs. Oh my and god! He's been a stud every. Where he's been, this this is a guy that doesn't matter if he has help or not. He's going to be good. Yeah. Um. So you know, I, I, and you, the Bears' defense is not as good as it was back in 2018. They were really dominant, but it's still a really good Bears' defense. And I get when people say, "Oh, Nick Foles could make a Super Bowl run. The Bears could be a dark horse." But I'm like, 
I just don't see the offensive weapons around. I just don't see. First, I don't think McNaggy does. I, all the time, I just don't. I just, I just question. I'm very questionable um, on Matt Nagy um, and and not him not knowing his personnel. But um, so yeah, I think you know that sums it up. The Saints, they they went out and got Quan Alexander. I think you know they added to that linebacking core. I still don't know if that's going to be enough. And the Saints fans, I, I know a couple of them. They don't like me. Uh, I just tell the, I just tell the Brayton truth. Um, <laughs> I, I you know the, the, they still they're still mad and complain about the 2018 pass interference call. And it it was it was a pi. But Drew Brees had he had the ball in overtime for a, a chance to win the game, and they don't bring up the interception that he threw that cost them the game. But nobody brings that up. But you know, the Saints. Every it seems like every year we're saying, "Oh, this is their year to make a Super Bowl run, get back to the Super Bowl." And I'm looking at it. I'm not even sure if they're the best team in their division. And I just don't think, even when they do get Michael Thomas back, whenever that is, um, <laughs> he's not a deep threat. So like, he's more of an underneath guy, possessional type of receiver. I mean, the Saints. What are they, what's their ceiling? What what do you think their ceiling is? I think they maybe win a playoff game. Is that guaranteed? It's not. It really depends on their matchup. Because mm-hmm. I, I think if Green, if they play Green Bay, you know, Green Bay is pretty soft. I think Green Bay will definitely win that game. Uh, it really just depends. They better hope they get a sorry. Well, they're actually, they're going to be a wild card. Yeah, they're, they're going to be going to somebody else's building. They better hope they're playing the East. Yeah, <laughs> the East. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're going to they're, they're play off one after that. I don't think they will. Drew Brees, I think this is his last season, which it probably should be. The question is, the Saints have done nothing to replace him. Good luck to Saints fans. Taysom Hill is not a, is not an NFL QB. Um, <laughs> he's not. I'm sorry. No NFL QBs out there catching 30 yard passes. That's just not. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Um, even Cam Newton's not out there doing that. He's six six and fast. Right. So I don't. I'm. I'm Nerves, obviously, for Saints fans because this can end up really bad. This can end up really bad. James, James Winston is your backup QB right now, <laughs> and maybe Sean Payton can fix this kid. Anybody can. It's probably gonna be Sean Payton. But man, this is this is getting really very scary territory for Saints fans. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so you have Kamar. You did pay Kamar a lot of money. He got paid a lot of money, like eighteen million dollars. Yes. So and he kind of deserved it though. He kind of deserved it. Yeah. Um. And you speaking of Jameis Winston, I, I you know, I tell you a guy that's gonna have as historic of a season as Jameis Winston. And I know I've I've been really I'm really high on this guy. And I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to hold still, hold steady. But Carson Wentz. Um the Eagles beat the Cowboys, which was obvious that was gonna happen 23 to 9 the Cowboys haven't scored a touchdown in the last three weeks um that you know that that his Dak's value is really showing off the field and on the field but my guy Carson Wentz I don't know what to say, and I know I know he's gonna get on Carson Wentz because we've been back and forth at this Carson Wentz Dak who's better Carson Wentz is really not helping my argument right now. 
Um, Carson Wentz, he has, I think he has like 16 turnovers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, he's exactly a turnover. Exactly. He's like, he's addicted to turning over the football. And after every post game conference, you know, he just comes up to the podium and he says, you know, you know, I gotta be smarter. I can't hold on to the ball. And I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, you you take it for it. You take it. Obviously. You take yeah. it. This is my thing. I just want to read these statistics. This is this is against the Dallas Cowboys. They could make anybody look good. Jeff Driscoll, the Detroit Lions quarterback from last year, looked like a star against his defense last year. Yes. This is with Darwin Jones. He's not even on the team anymore. He was 15 for 27, 53%. That's not that's not gonna cut it. Two touchdowns, two picks to a rookie that's been getting beat all year. His first two interceptions of his career. So you, you might have given this guy actually confidence for the rest of the season. Yeah, because Demarcus Lawrence actually had a great game last game. Oh my He's God. been spotty. So I I just don't know how to grade this guy. I, I told Isaiah, I said this guy we're literally watching Matthew Stafford reincarnated because he has <laughs> everything. He's more athletic than Stafford, of course, in the pocket. But it's just like something about you doesn't scream winning. When you go out, the team gets better every single time. <laughs> they, Nick Foles, like, the, people forget that Nick Foles, sorry, even Saints fans, almost beat that Saints team before they even got to the Rams. Nick yeah. Foles almost won that game. The Alshon Jeffrey dropped a fourth down pass wide open. Nick Foles, and I don't know, is Wentz, can Wentz make that pass? We don't know that. He has yet to finish a playoff game. That's yeah. insane to think about. But this guy has never finished a playoff game. I I just really, I, I just can't wait. This, this, the Dak versus Wentz is just taking another turn because it's just such, it's so many dynamics. Now Dak has his injury, Wentz had his injury. They're both just fluttering. Good game here, bad game here. I think you called that step. At Prescott, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, it's just it's just the, the, the Eagles. Are, uh, who's doing this division? I just don't even know. Um, I think the Eagles, but Dan Dones is looking very good and terrible too. Like yesterday, we saw him with the dot thirty yard dime to Golden Tate, but then you throw the ball late. You know, it's a pass interference. You, you, as a Giants fan, you're mad that call, but you're not. You're mad. You should be mad more at Dan Jones for making that terrible of a throw. Yes, Th- that throw is you catch the ball, you throw it. it, it that's it's, one point. Thank you. That no was thinking. that was clearly a play designed for for uh, Dion Lewis to just go out to the out route and you throw that ball to the sideline. He makes a play and he scores. You tie the game up. You go to overtime. Easy. Like it was. He waited like so long. His pass was so bad that he, he probably drew a pass in the France. I mean, because, <laughs> I just don't but, know. I, and you, you bring up Carson Wentz. Um, yeah. I, it, the thing that gets me with Carson Wentz is the it's it's the talent, and I know he has it because I've seen him do it. His second year in the league. He had an MVP type year. He like if he didn't get hurt, he was going to win MVP, and he was going to lead the Eagles to the best record in football. So I seen him do it, and yeah. at times, like even throughout the Cowboys game, the Giants game, you, he makes a throw, and it's like wow. Only about three other guys can make that throw in the league. Yeah. But then you look at the fumble, the fumble on the first possession of the Cowboys game. It's like. Nobody, I'm looking at it, nobody's on the, no, like, nobody is near you. Just live to see another down and throw the football away. And it's just bonehead mistakes. And then the nerve for him just to come up to the podium like, you know, 
I've really got to, I got to clean it up. It's not smart. Yes, it's it, 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 Carson. Like, come on. I mean, I, I just I don't know what to make I couldn't tell you, though. I could not imagine if Dak Prescott was playing as bad this season. They would be calling for Andy Dalton to get in the game. I promise you. Oh, yeah. If Twelve and twelve. Yeah. He, they it would be so bad. I'm telling you, people would be killing this guy from the Cowherd, Nick Bryars. Yeah, this guy just doesn't have it. I mean, he would get him destroyed. Yes, destroyed. And this weekend, the biggest thing right now, the Cowboys were averaging 32 points with Dak Prescott playing. No matter what what was going on, 32 points a game. They're averaging seven now. When Carson Wentz went out, they've on they've they've been they've won the Super Bowl. And then they almost beat the Saints in, the, in their divisional round. Yeah. So, this, the, your backup should not be able to be just as good or better than you. Like, yeah. It, this is this is the the war argument where when you go out, your replacement should not be on the same level as you. Mm-hmm. If not, then you're not a superstar caliber player. Right. That's just it, not how that works. It, this is the, the running back argument, too, where a lot of running backs go out and their replacement is just as good. Mm-hmm. And we see the 49 all the time where they have eight running backs go for 100 yards in, in three years. So it's just... It's the system. It's cow. You know? Yeah. So, okay. Um, it's, we, we're going into week nine. We kind of yeah. know who's good, who's not good, um, yeah. who we think may who we think may can make a Super Bowl run. Um, who's going to be picking the top of the draft? We know who's we know who's good, yeah. and this is how I look at it. I came out so I, I do my top ten list top ten list before every game on Saturday, and usually my top five teams are teams that I probably think can make a Super Bowl run. Now, out of the AFC, I like I really like Kansas City, obviously. Like, that's a no-brainer. Um, Pittsburgh, they're 7-0. They look legit. Tennessee, they made some moves and got uh, Desmond King, all-pro corner, former all-pro Six corner. Round pick, a yeah. steal. A steal. These are easy draft picks, and I'm going to get on the Packers for not move, making a move yet, um, yeah. which is just idiotic at this point. But I look at those, I look at those type of teams. I think they can make a Super Bowl run. And I look out the NFC, I think the Buccaneers are the most complete team. Um, yes. In Seattle, they leave a lot to be desired, and I do worry about their defense. But I think Seattle is a legit Super Bowl contender, along with um, I think Seattle and Tampa Bay. Those are my two. Those are my two best a- NFC teams. Yeah, I can actually. We just uh, in the Michael Show, we actually just did our powerings of our top five. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you mine. I was talking about, off the top of my head where Chiefs won because that's my Super Bowl pick this year. Okay. I did have Steelers too because I just feel like you can't. People are going to get on me just for having them too. They haven't lost yet. And then you haven't looked bad in really a game. Right. I have Bucks, then Seahawks, then Baltimore. Right. The Baltimore one is the one I'm like, ah. But the, come on, they, they just they don't lose against they're like, like people are saying, the Colin would say they're the Bucks. They're not gonna lose against bad teams. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just not gonna happen. The Browns are never gonna beat them. No. Uh any, any team that, that, that doesn't have a good coach is not going to be this team is only gonna lose against the Mike Tomlins, maybe a McDermott, Belichick, those type of teams, the only teams that even have a chance at beating this team. Right. So even though I were critical against them, they're still 
top of the pack in that way. Tennessee, though, I really like Ryan Tannehill this year, though. So I, they're probably around my sixth or seventh team, though. Tannehill's been looking extremely good. People were like, bro, you like Tannehill this much? I'm like, man, Tannehill is extremely valuable. Yes. I really like Derrick Henry, but when Derrick Henry was on that team with Marcus Murray, they were not playoff contenders. They were not that good. They weren't that good. They were not playoff contenders. Like, oh, Tennessee. No one cared. Yeah. Now, oh, Tennessee might be Tennessee can maybe get to the Super Bowl as a dark horse. People aren't saying that because of one guy. It's just one guy's changed. That's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. The defense is very average. They picked up Desmond King because they needed to pick him up. Yes. They needed the guy. So he's just him and Derrick Henry. AJ Brown's a stud. So Tennessee is a, a very sneaky team. Like you said, I mean, Tampa Bay is the most complete team probably in the NFL, maybe. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen a receiver court this deep? We, we Well, last night we watched the Giants game. We watched them go out without Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin. Mm. So you tell me the guy that led the receiving last year and a top receiver of all time. They didn't play without both those guys. Their receiving court looked pretty good. Jalen Johnson is probably their fifth, their fifth best receiver. He looks pretty good. Yeah. Scotty Miller and Brady is there is his new element. He looks pretty good. And Mike Evans is, do we even need to speak about Mike Evans? He's he's a guy. Yeah. Like, he's the guy. So, it's, <laughs> this, this might be the best receiving core in the history of the NFL. I've never seen this before in my lifetime. Where they have three number one guys. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two other guys that, crap, Green Bay could use Scotty Miller and Jalen Johnson. They use these guys. Yeah. These guys can run out and not fast. Green Bay could use these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think, but it's just, it's the Brady effect. The GOAT. It's like, you're going to work hard with the GOAT. You, 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 no one complains to this guy. This guy, these guys are asking Brady, okay, so what do you need me to be on this route? Mm-hmm. These guys, if you remember the offseason, Brady almost got fined because they were working out every day in the offseason during COVID. Right. Brady's like, I don't give an F about COVID. I'm working out with my guys. <laughs> um, they're at the, I'm like this, but as you can see, it clearly paid off. Because I didn't, who who was Scotty Miller last year? I don't even know where to be found. A, who is this guy? Jalen Johnson. Who are these guys? He's making it's just the Brady effect, the multiplier effect. If we somebody got some chemistry guys there, mm-hmm. that he's when Brady on the team, the value is instantly upgraded. Of right. Um. So and I wanted to get so, I, and I'm noticing, like I said, week nine, we're getting closer and closer. I'm noticing AFC teams, NFC teams, the teams like the like we already mentioned, the Titans made a move, the Steelers made a move to get a little bit better, the Seahawks made a move, um, and they're getting Jamal Adams back, which which should help. Um, the, the Seahawks added Carlos Dunlap, who's pretty pretty good. He haven't played a game for Cincinnati because um, he went out. Um, I looked at, uh, of course, KC, Kansas City. They made a move, got Le'Veon Bell. They got a look. They got a lot better. I'm looking at Green Bay, and I think Green Bay is first. I think they're they're soft. If you look at their last few losses, dating back all the way to last year, it's clearly obvious they get dominated up front. And I know the Smith, the Smith duo, they're more like pass rushers. Yeah, they're not really run stoppers. That's uh, they're not guys that's gonna stop. That's gonna just stuff the run. Um, I, I think I think Green Bay they could use another linebacker and they could use a deep threat such as a guy like Will Fuller. And they have yet to pull the trigger. Where I look at these other potential Super Bowl contenders, quote unquote, um, they making moves. They're making moves. Seattle's getting better. They, 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 you got you have to go all in. Aaron Rodgers is an older quarterback. Go all in. What is Green Bay thinking? 
if I'm Green Bay, I saw this take a lot. I'm going, I'm calling Dallas Cowboys. I said, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, what can I get? We're we're trying to get one of these guys. Right. Amari Cooper with Aaron Rodgers would be literally unfair. Because you, it's no way you could have Devon Williams and Demarco win the same team. Because that might be the best right running duo in the history of the NFL. Yes, they are unguardable type of players. And if Marco was had the second best corner on him, it's it's just not. It's just it wouldn't be fair. Michael Gallup, I think, is a stud, but in the Cowboys, he's just, I don't know if he sees Lamb. I'm not sure if he's Amari Cooper. So he's kind of stuck in yeah. a in somewhere where he can't 100 percent thrive. And you could probably get a Marco. I mean, Michael Gallup for maybe a third round pick right now. You might can steal this guy who's on a rookie contract for another year after this. Yeah. Wait, third round pick Green Bay. What in the world are you waiting for? Your third round pick this year was a blocking tight end. Right. So you don't really need that pick. <laughs> you pick a tight end. They can't catch. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like you said, Will Fuller. Will Fuller's out there. You could, you could probably get Will Fuller for maybe a third, maybe lower. Maybe that. a fourth, maybe. Maybe a fourth because he hasn't. He's been hurt. Mm-hmm. But that deep speed is there. And or Kenny Stills. They have Kenny Stills on the team too. Yeah. You still Kenny for maybe a six. Because Kenny's good, but he's not Will Fuller. And people, you know, he has like a black, you know, Black Lives Matter protest. People kind of lower your value. You can see that from Eric Reed, you know, all those right. type of players from that. So you could probably steal him for a seventh, a six. They probably just trying to dump him. Right. These are guys that can help you. I, I just I just don't get it. I, I really I, I don't know. I just don't get it. Desmond King could use Desmond King. He's a six. They, they, they could, <laughs> he's an all pro corner. Tennessee literally stole an all pro corner. You're seeing it. The the Saints. I don't think they're like I don't think the Saints will win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl. But they think they're they're going all in because this is probably Drew Brees' last year. They 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 got Quan Alexander for a fifth rounder, a conditional fifth rounder. Athletic linebacker. People probably don't know Quan is one of the most athletic linebackers in the NFL. Might be the best. Might be hurt. He's athletic. Why not? He's gonna be one. Why not? Yeah. Why not if you're Green Bay? You need you need runs because and with Green Bay, that was just unacceptable. Um Dalvin Cook, he's phenomenal. You talk about Kamara. Dalvin Cook, what what is Minnesota without Dalvin Cook? Because they have remember who they have on the center. They have Kirk Cousins. So like who who who, who is Minnesota? Who 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 are the Vikings with no Dalvin Cook? Yeah. I mean that was just unbelievable. Did you see? I could have ran through those holes. I mean, did you see those holes that they were creating? Green yeah. Bay, too, it's just too many times I see them in their losses. Tampa Bay, Minnesota, they just get dominated up front. They, they, they just look pushed around and soft. Yeah, I, Green Bay has to get tougher. They have to get tougher. They did. They, they did miss Aaron Jones last game, who I think is a stud at running back. He just, he just gets in that end zone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they did miss him. Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. He hit three touchdowns last week. Right. Uh, they, they, they just need help. They need help. And, and I don't know how you get tougher. I don't know. Uh, that's why I, I think that Michael Gallup would be a good idea because he's a tough receiver, like a gritty guy that'll take a hit, catch it, catch a ball from somebody's head. Yeah. He can be a deep threat. He's our, somehow our deep threat this year. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so. I think they need to just go out and get tough guys, guys that want to play. Like, maybe a tough linebacker. Quan wouldn't have been bad for them. Yeah. These guys are gone now. <laughs> I'm not a GM. It's, it's guys out there. They're on, they're on the block right now. Especially some of these teams are kind of selling out towards the deadline that aren't looking as good. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can find somebody. It's a lot of guys out there that you can go get. 
Um, they, they, you play, you're probably going to play the Bucs again in the playoffs. Right now, the Bucs have Jamal Dean, who's ranked the second-best corner in the league right now by PFF. Yeah. And he calls them, they rank 14th. So they, they're they playing. The Vita Vea, Pierre Paul, Shaq Barrett, they can get tough and cover you. Yeah. So to beat this team, you're going to have to be you, – you have to be able to be finesse and power. You right. can't just be just finesse. And even with Seattle, Seattle – you don't see Seattle get pushed around like that. Seattle just can't rush the quarterback. But you yeah. know, but Seattle still is like a very physical football team, and then yeah. of course with you know with Russell and Lockett and DK, they can just throw right over top of you. So yeah. like even with Seattle, I think they still. I think I would still give like if they were to meet on a on a, a neutral field, I would give Seattle the edge. Yeah. And I look at Seattle. Um, I really like that. I like Russ. People know I like Russ. I can't hide it. I like Russ. Um, and I think he's the MVP this year. Of course. But looking at, and I think Mahomes is like right there, but nevertheless, looking at Seattle, should, um, like, have they, like, do you think that, do do you think they can make a run at the Super Bowl in the NFC? Uh, I can't count them out because, again, Russell Wilson's still on his team. So they're impossible to count out no matter what the circumstances are. Right. Because he can just make that play at the end of the game. Defense, all, all defense needs to do is get a turnover or two. Mm-hmm. So literally all it's going to take. Right. Just, just get some sacks. <laughs> I think Dunlap is a little bit overrated move because I don't know if he really still has a lot. It's like the Everson Griffin. Like, a lot of Cowboys fans are like, oh, Everson Griffin, he's going to be good. He was absolutely terrible when he was on Is are we? I hope we're not overrating that. I really think they could have also got Everson Griffin, but I think they, I really think they should have got two or three guys. Mm-hmm. They needed. I don't know why they didn't resign the club. He didn't have his best season there, of course. But thirteen million, Tennessee kind of got over on that. Yeah, that wasn't for his talent level. Thirteen isn't really anything. Plus, again, they have cap room. So right. I mean, I don't know. They, they are playing Russell Wilson, but they don't pay anybody else. So yeah. But Seattle thing, Jamal Adams has not played for the season. That's a pretty big player to you're still winning, and he has not played. He's yeah. he's probably he's the best boxer in the NFL. Yeah, uh, he he's, he's also a sack guy. I think he still I think he still leads him in sacks. If I'm not mistaken, yes, he, he leads the team in sacks. sacks. <laughs> so he, you're missing this guy. I, once he comes back, they'll they'll be they won't be the thirty second defense anymore. I tell you that right now. They yeah. right now they rank the worst. <laughs> That's a yardage stat, which everyone knows that points defense is really what matters. Right. Yardage is because you know there's a lot of bend but don't break teams. If you're just bending a lot, you're allowing field goals. They're right. not going to beat you. You're Russell Wilson. So long as they're not allowing touchdowns, then they'll they'll be fine. I think I like, but on to the the, the run. I think they can make a run. Uh, right now, I think DK is the scariest guard in the NFL right now with just his size and speed. In the corner, that's not the guy I want to see. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> <look that. laughs> The scariest guard. It's no, he's looking like a young Julio Jones. I've seen people go Megatron. Yeah. He's hype. Oh, it's insane right now. <laughs> but then he's, Russell Wilson, that's, these are, these are boys. That's scary. This is like a Romo Dez thing. Yeah. Where they're just boys. So they're going to throw the ball to each other. Yeah. No matter what goes down, double coverage, he's getting the ball. <laughs> like, Matthew Stafford and Megatron. It didn't matter. We saw Megatron catch the ball with three people multiple times. Yeah. It didn't matter. This is my guy. I'm going to trust him enough just to throw him the ball. So I, I can't. This is going to be a hell of a playoff with only there's only one team getting a bye. It's going to be the best wild card we've ever seen ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. the second seed is going to be playing in, in the wild card round this year. They can lose to 
was it a seventh? It's going to be yeah. a second versus the seventh seed. So somehow a team really can sneak in the playoffs and win it as a seventh seed. And I just can't wait to see that. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to shift the quarterback take. Uh, quarterback, a little, little bit of quarterback talk. Um, I'm going to take a break right here. So as I mentioned already, got my guy Ron from the MNR show. Um, so we're gonna talk. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the quarterbacks. Now we got some older guys, some younger guys, and like I said, we the Super Bowl teams. They have their guys. They're gonna they're gonna try to make runs and so forth. Um, at least some of them. Um, yeah. Now I look at a team like Atlanta, San Francisco, with. They got some questionable quarterback decisions to make, um, and I think the 49ers in particular they have a they have a peculiar circumstance because Garoppolo they're paying Garoppolo a lot and they just they signed them to some a big contract, but it's really flexible and it's really team friendly because they can get out of that deal. First, give me your thoughts on Jimmy G and what yeah. should the 49ers do with them. Jimmy G's very, he's, he reminds me so much of golf as the system is kind of making him look a little better than he really mm. is. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's a hard ride because they don't, he wins. He, he, he's a winner. So, but when he's not in the game, they lose. It, so he, his value is so high on this team. But if they can somehow get a young guy, the, the BYU kid would be perfect. Zach Wilson on this team would be perfect. Yes. They can try to get a late round. 15-ish, 18-ish pick, and you get this BYU kid who's a, who's a, who's a high mechanic or a team with no weapons for real. Yeah. Or maybe if Mac Jones comes out from Alabama this year. or It's it's, it's a lot of QB. This, this is a draft. You're going to have five QBs that you're going to have to really evaluate. So yeah. uh, somebody's going to fall. It's probably going to be the Trey Lance guy. He's going to play one game this season mm-hmm. who looks pretty good. So uh, if they can move off of Jimmy G, they, they might. But it's hard when you know that without him, you lose. So it's hard to yeah. – it's, it's that type of dynamic where we've, we're scared because we don't win without you. Right. So uh, I think it's just scary. But um, what was the other quarterback we'll talk about again? You said Jimmy G and who else? Uh, and, and Matt Ryan because, you know, Atlanta, they're 2-6. and six. Um, I just – with Matt, I mean, Matt Ryan, yeah. he's had weapons, um, the Super Bowl meltdown. It seems like since Kyle Shanahan has left okay. and the Super Bowl meltdown has happened, it just it's just – my, it just seems like Atlanta has just flamed out. What should they do with Matt Ryan? I think I think they have to keep him this season. Of course, they can. I say they draft a quarterback this draft. I think one hundred percent you draft a QB this draft. Matt Ryan is good, but this era you gotta be able to move a little bit. Unless mm-hmm. you have to, if you're not, if you if you can't move, you gotta be Tom Brady. Yeah, you gotta be Bree. You have to be like a seventy-two percent accuracy guy, right? Like you have to be that accurate for it to work, and you, you have to be able to move a little bit. His skill set is just not today's NFL. It's sorry to say, he's a big QB. He can make all the throws. I think he's a little overrated only because we've never seen a QB always have weapons like him. Like you said, think about it, we can leave Roddy White, stud Julio. You've had Sanu, Tony Gonzalez. Like now, Hayden Hurst, you've had Austin Hooper. Mm-hmm. Your lines are you've you've had multiple running backs from um, Stephen Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Thomas, yeah, Michael uh, Turner, yeah, Michael Turner. Yeah. Like you is, 
I've never seen a QB consistently have the offensive weapons this guy's had. But really hasn't done, but his his impact has been so minimal. He mm-hmm. did make a Super Bowl. He should, he, should, he should have a ring. I really want to know how people look at this guy if he had a ring. Would he be more towards a Joe Flacco or even more so towards a Drew Brees? These are the guys with one ring, but they look that completely different yes. in the spectrum. <laughs> where would he be close to Drew Brees in his one ring or would he be close to Flacco in his one ring? I can't answer that question right now <laughs> because he's maybe in the middle of just both those guys. I don't, him and the Matthew Stafford, I think, are really close but they just are in different situations. Stafford's had Megatron. And That's it. He didn't have Marvin Jones a Galladay now, but the That's line has never been good. He's never had, I think, a thousand yard rusher. I think that's a stat. I think Galladay's ever had, which is not hard in the NFL. It's really not hard to draft a running back. They can run for a thousand yards. Right. Come on. Yeah, we've seen Dan McFadden run for a thousand yards. Alpha Moore has run for 1.6K. Yeah. Like, I can literally get a thousand yards. So the fact that they haven't helped him at all, they've never had an elite offense nor an elite defense. I, I couldn't say the lines have had either. They've never had either on the side. So mm-hmm. it's just, he's been kind of self a failure. But these guys, I think it's, I think it's time for them to go to, if they go to a team, Matt Ryan, like you said, or like a Colts type of team, or I don't know, a team that's kind of ready to go. Oh, maybe there, San Francisco. Maybe. Or San Francisco. A team that's just ready to go. Right. Like we in the Super Bowl now. Stafford or Belichick, the path. So they somehow can't get a QB. Okay, it's straight from Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Big arm, that type of that type of player. Talented, the, yeah. Teams like that, the young guys, uh, they might you know they might not fit right now on those on those teams. Right. Um. So I and you know I talk, we talked about Tua a little bit. Tua didn't have like the flashy stats or anything. First start, so forth. Went against the Aaron Donald Rams. Yeah. Now Justin Herbert and Stuff. Joe Burrow. Herbert and his team, they 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 built these tremendous leads, but they they lose them. But he's but in 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 spite of that, he's been really good and he's shown flashes of literally superstardom. And I look at a guy like Joe Burrow, he's overcoming the Cincinnati. I, he's looked first. I must say, he's looked better than what I thought. He's overcoming yes. <laughs> offensive line issues. Um, defense is historically bad and has been historically bad for the last two years, I think. And he's just putting up numbers, and he had a big-time win versus the Titans. So how do you feel about those guys? I mean, have they surprised you? Burrow's surprised me. I still think he's Romo. He really looks like Romo. He Every does. game I watch him, I see him a little scrambling around the park and I'm running downfield, but you can just break a sack. Yes. But you're going to take a hit. Romo just took too many hits, and I'm scared that Burrow's going to – it's almost like I'm watching Romo be reincarnated because the situation is almost identical from when Romo first came in. Yes. The, the, the line can block. You're taking a lot of hits, but you're also breaking and you're just breaking so many tackles. You're elevating receivers that aren't really as good as you think. As people that are. AJ Green is not the same guy. He's, he's, he, I'm, AJ Green is not a top 20 to 25 receiver right now. <laughs> he's not that guy. Tyler Boyd is their best receiver. Yeah. He's a slot guy. So... You're really elevating your talent right now. The line is terrible. Defense is bad, but they have you. And it, it just reminds me just of a young Tony Romo just running around, making plays. He's third right now in passing yards. I think passing yards is everything. But as a rookie, to be third is is, That's is big. pretty good. That's pretty and good. Herbert, I mean, he's going to start every game, of course. We all know that. But he's 15-5. and five. He has 15 touchdowns, five picks. Hell of a, he's having a hell of a season. They can't finish games. Not his fault. If I'm giving you a 10-point lead, 
as a rookie QB in the fourth quarter, the coach, you have to close that out. Yeah. It's not on me to close it out. I'm a rookie. I, I haven't, I don't have that in me yet. That shouldn't be expected out of me. If right. I give you a cushion as a rookie QB, you have to face as a coach. And sadly, Anthony Lynn is going to be the scapegoat after this season. He's going to get fired. Yes. It's no way they're going to let this rock out. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for yeah. Anthony Lynn, too, because it's like, dang, he got a quarterback and hell, the Chargers, I mean, if, if they just win those games that they're winning, the Chargers are a legit playoff team. So yeah. it's like uh, Anthony Lynn may be gone, and this Chargers team have a lot of talent on defense. No Derwin James, we, we, you know, people just forgot, but no Derwin James. They got Bosa. They got they got some players in that secondary. It, it's the reason why they traded Desmond King because they have they, they have, they're stacked at that position. Patricia Jr. is there now. <laughs> so, he's there. So, I, I, I like Herbert. Um, I thought he was very talented. I thought he was like a poor man's version of Lawrence because, like, he's 6'6", big arm, mobile. <laughs> I mean, got the, the long Ooh. hair. I, I, yeah. just, <laughs> I just thought he was a, a poor man's version of Lawrence, and that's no shot to Herbert. But, that's, you know, a, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> that's a great that's compliment. I played. <laughs> That's like poor man's Peyton Manning. Like, oh, okay, I'm poor man's Peyton Manning. I'm pretty good. I'm doing a job at that. But if you a poor man's Aaron, also he's like a poor man's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, a poor man's Rodgers could be a, a Romo type, yeah. or a you know that type of staffer or something like that. Right. I think Herbert way better than I thought. I was. I said he's all, he has all the tools. How many times have we heard of a a big white QB? He has all the tools. Like we've heard that through our lifetime, every single draft that we've ever watched. Yeah, every Brock Osweiler. <laughs> yeah, he has all the tools. He's big and tall. He can make all the throws. But is he good? No. <laughs> so it's just. But he's played. I think this team is really good for him too. Keenan Allen. It's time he's got the QB that that's gonna give him the ball. Yes. Keenan Allen is a stud. Probably a top ten wideout. Mm. He. For him to be, he's, he was a four seven guy in his prime. I couldn't tell you what he runs down. That was at twenty years old when he ran four seven. What do you think this guy is? Was he a four eight guy, four nine? Like he, when he gets open, he's just, he's just, he's open. Yeah. If you see, if, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's watching his top one hundred. His little videos he posts on Instagram. His release is insane. He's Devontae Adams off the line. You're, you've already lost. Right. You've lost off the line. Mike, Mike Williams is, just makes a spectacular catch every single week. Mm-hmm. He just – every week he's making a one-hand grab. He's taking the ball with cornerback's hand. But he just he just isn't a consistent – he's not an eight-catch guy. Yeah. He's like a three-catch guy, and all three are like, what in the world? This guy's right. catching the ball with people's head behind his back. He's just – he's just – like his spectacular catch on Madden is probably a 90. But his conservative <laughs> is like a, a 75. Right. But he's just he's – just, he's going to be spectacular. But overall, he's okay. Yeah. I think this team is good for him, though. Yeah. Uh that's a good fit. People kind of let him down a little bit towards the end. They can't finish again. Austin Eckler has not been playing. Eckler is the stud at running back. He's yeah. probably one of the he's like Kamal, where he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Right. And then at an elite level, it's him, McCaffrey, Eckler. They catch the ball out of the backfield at an elite level. And he can he, he was right between the tackles better than I thought early mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Seems like the small running back isn't working in the NFL. You see Clyde with the Chiefs, it's five seven. Eckler like five seven. They're working right now. So um and McCaffrey a bit. Uh he's kind of small. Um yeah, he's pretty small. Yeah. And and the Chargers, like you said, great weapons. Uh too bad Anthony they're not gonna be there because I, I just I mean, I just can't see him you blew like what, four games like this? I just can't see you being there. Yeah. Um now okay. 
So people think I hate Baker. People think I hate him. <laughs> uh, they think I hate him. Now it's it's pretty it's pretty obvious. And the fact that and, and I had to I had to kill this narrative that that was being thrown out there that Baker is going to be better than Odell. And I'm like, first that of all, sense though, but I mean, yeah, like I I, I can kind of understand, but very no. Like come on, like he's going to be no. I I just had to kill it because first. That's that that's that, that 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 just doesn't work like that. But then it just it's just an indictment on how it just shows how good of a quarterback that Baker is because you have an exceptional talent, a Hall of Fame talent like Odell, and you can't get the ball to him. It's 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 crazy. Look at Brady. Yeah, I want as well. I mean, great route runner, spectacular <laughs> catches and all. Look at Brady when Brady had Randy Moss. Brady at his best was. With Randy, like he was at his best with Randy Moss. That's what you. That's what. That's what's supposed to happen to quarterbacks when they have Hall of Fame level receivers. And Baker, he's just average. I think he's average. I think he's average to below average. Yeah, I, I don't know what QB has gotten worse with a Hall of Fame caliber receiver. Like that, that. That argument is. I mean, I can understand because the numbers. But sometimes, mm-hmm. it's, come on, come on. Brady, Randy Moss, he was better. Romo Dez was better. Aaron Rodgers, Joey Nelson was better. Literally, when they have their guy, they're better. You can't tell me, okay, let's let's lose a Hall of Fame talent. The team will definitely be a better team. Uh, I don't know about this. Contract is also pretty good for the Giants. Really ate the boatload of money in that contract. Right. So he's a relatively for his talent level. This is still right. He stole Odell. Why can't it work? People like, well, I mean, if he's forcing Odell the ball, that's on him. That's not Odell. That's not his Odell's fault. Right. That's on Baker. He's open. <laughs> right. This guy again. I could see if this was like a Mike Williams type of guy where he has a spectacular talent, but he's not a route runner, so he's not necessarily open all the time. He's a fifty-fifty ball guy. No, no. This guy is open, and and Baker just misses sometimes. He's missing him. He's just missing. Jarvis Landry is a better throw than. Than to Odell than Baker Mayfield. Oh my God! <laughs> He's, I think, a, I think well, he had a he had a one fifty eight pass rating when targeting Odell from Jarvis Land. Right, and you know, a little, the minimum three throws probably each other, but it's just like the connection. I don't know what it is. I think Baker feels obligated to give him the ball, which he should, but. Again, he's just open. Just throw him the ball when he's open. Just run the offense. It's it's it, it's so it's like Jerry Rice Montana, uh, Bradshaw Linswan. Like it should work. <laughs> Peyton Manning, That's Marvin Harrison. Jerry Rice. That's, come on, it should what? work. And the fact that they were trying to the, the people. I mean, I mean, all across sports media, people are like, oh, Baker's gonna be better because no Odell. And he, look at the numbers, his pass rating, his accuracy. I'm like. No, that's on that's, him. That's that's on first. Yes, that's on him. That's an indictment on. It just shows how bad he is. And a great quarterback, a real good quarterback, should elevate when he has a, a, a Hall of Fame receiver. Kyler Murray from last year to now, DeAndre Hopkins from Christian Kirk, who's good, DeAndre Hopkins to DeAndre Hopkins, he's taking a MVP league. Yes, MVP talk. Yes, that's the leap you should take. Same school, same coach. This is the leap you should take. Like, this, Kyler Murray, I mean, he was great. I still was a fan of him. He looked pretty good last year, even with the limited receivers he had last year. Right. But when he got a stud, he is now, they're like, oh, cars are at the playoff race now. Top Baker, yeah, I don't understand. And then that, you have a running game where they're stacking the box. They're not even running coverage defense. Right. You have to get these guys open. 
right? It's it's unimaginable that they're not getting that he's not getting open. You have Nick Chubb, which I think is a top running back. I love Chubb. Yes. You have Hunt, quite a top fifteen running back. They're stacking the box, and you can't get this guy open. I, I, it, it just it just it just doesn't make sense. He has so many I, I don't weapons to play with. How is this possible to work out like that? He has so many weapons to play with. Um, and sadly enough, or well, not sadly, because the Browns fans they you know they they like it, but they're five and three, and looking at their schedule, they're gonna make the I, they should make the playoffs. Um, now okay, you talked about Carson Wentz. Um, you're pretty harsh on him, and rightfully so, rightfully so, rightfully so, rightfully so. Do you think so with Carson Wentz? Like, what has to happen? I mean, obviously, take off the turnovers. But with Carson, yeah. what has to happen when, like, for him to take the next step and get this Eagle team over the top? I think the Eagles need to give, like, Howie Roseman. I like, I like, he's a good GM. But boy, uh, yeah. Jalen Rager really hasn't proved to be nothing much yet. I mean, he's been hurt, but. Nothing it's much. Justin, Justin Jefferson was the pick they moved that they could have got him with not trading up, and he's probably been the best rookie receiver this year. <laughs> so based on that, it's not looking good. It's just Rager is good. I think he has potential, but the Justin Jefferson is looking like a absolute stud. Like he is looking like a guy. Mm-hmm. And based on what we saw in college, we probably should have guessed this. So I'm surprised that, you know, that they didn't take him. And it was a connection there from the LSU connection. I'm just surprised at that overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think Carson takes away the turnovers and those bad moments. I think he'd be an elite quarterback. Well, I think he has the chance to be an elite quarterback. At least he has the talent. Um. So, yeah. With Arizona, cause I so I have a friend. Um, he thinks Arizona is one of the better teams in the conference or in the the league. Uh, Kyler Murray, I kind of predict it was easy to predict. I feel like like Kyler and his talent, and then you add and you give him DeAndre Hopkins, it should be wonderful. Do you think yeah. like what's the ceiling for Arizona? Yeah, I'm not. Mm, this is a hard one. Because the defense is okay. The offensive line is pretty bad. Drake has been a big disappointment for me. I thought Drake would be pretty good this year. He's been, yeah, he's been meh this year. Right. Um, What's helping him right now, though, because the, their receiving core is pretty good. They have a vet in Larry Fitzgerald. That might not be the fastest guy, but he's always open. And he's a leader. They needed this guy on this team. So you have D-Hop, bonafide stud leader. Christian Kirk, young guy, can play. Fitzgerald, leader. Isabella, this white guy that runs 4-3. is a white <laughs> man can't jump. He's a white man couldn't run fast in the 40. But he's, he's proved that wrong as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, their receiving core is pretty good. Cliff Kingsbury proved me the hell wrong. I'm, I will shed my mouth on that one. I thought, I'm like, this guy had a job. This is, this is how this happened. But he's changed his offense. He, it's still, still a lot of air raid in there, a lot of spread. Mm-hmm. But he's... Basically, say, Kyler, I'm gonna. You're my guy. I'm gonna whatever you need to be an AQB. I'm gonna do that. So he, he's maximized his talent. I think. I think. I don't think that they can't go to the conference championship. I think they can win a wild card game. Okay. It really depends that matchup. I would really love to see uh, like a Green Bay Arizona playoff game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a those have been really be good better. too. Yeah, they'd be like a, like when it was Warner and Aaron Rodgers. They'd be, they'd be saying it'd be like a 45-50 game. Yeah. It'd be one of those, I, just, I would love to see that playoff game. Uh, 
Will they win the division? No, Seattle's in that division. <laughs> it, and the Rams are good enough. So they won't win the division. They'll, they'll, I think they can get in the playoffs, though. They'll probably be around a six-ish, seventh seed. I think they can get in there, though. Okay, yeah. That... They also have one guy come. That's all. That's a lot. The, the, that, the, their division, though, is, the Rams will probably make it, too. Seattle, I think they might have a three-man three? team in that division. The Seattle, I mean, San Francisco is done. Yeah. They're so, done. San Francisco is done. Yeah. Garoppolo's out. Okay, yeah. so, and lastly, uh, I don't want to hold you too long. Lastly, uh, Cam Newton, people know how I feel about Cam. Uh, they think I'm a, they, they, I, I like, okay, this is my thing with Cam. Throughout his career, he has been wildly inconsistent. I think one year, I think literally one season, it was like a, it was like a long stretch where one week he'll play well, the next week he'll play bad, the next week he'll play well, the next, it was just wildly inconsistent. And you look at his career, yes, he has the one MVP year, but I can make the argument that that was an outlier year, and you take that year away, it's, it's nothing but average. Now, he's a spectacular talent. He's a God-given talent. I mean, 6'6", 250, 255, and you can run, and you can, you can bully people over. That's, that's just God-given talent. But his mechanics have always been out of whack. Um, I thought yeah. I, I just I just thought of him as an average thrower of the football, strong arm, but an average thrower of the football, wildly accurate, wildly inconsistent. Give me your take on Cam. Um, is this his last chance? Sort of. I think I think it might be. I think Josh Allen's biggest comp is Cam Newton. I think they're almost an uh, like almost an identical player. Mm. A lot of, a lot of talent. God-given size, speed, big guy, strong arm, but they're just not accurate. And it's literally just that easy. You have to be accurate in this league. Yeah. The news, for one, we have some QBs throwing 70% in a season. Yes. They're, these guys are struggling to go 60, period. <laughs> right. Like, the biggest, my biggest thing on Cam, I think he's only, I don't, I don't think, I think he said one season where he's on 60% in his career. Mm-hmm. That's not even good. 60% is not good. That's average. Right. That's even his, good. even his MVP year, he was below 60%. 60%. So, like, it just shows you. It was one of the MVP years where you, Russell Westbrook had a hell of a season, but you shot 42% from the field. Right. It, it's one of those type of things where I can't go over it. They also, but it was crazy because I remember the season in high school. We, me, and my friends were arguing so much in this MVP season because his schedule was extremely diluted. It was a, one of the easiest schedules I've seen. They were fifteen to one. They ran through the playoffs, but they, they played the uh, Arizona with no Carson Palmer. Mm-hmm. It was just like a lot of easy. It was just a lot of cakewalk when they played a team that really wasn't that good. That Broncos team. That's not. It was that one. That's one of the worst Super Bowl teams of, of my lifetime of watching sports. That is probably one of the worst Super Bowl teams I've seen. Yeah. They have won it, so they didn't even lose to a historic team. So I, I think this is just Cam's last fight. They just—he's just not accurate. They haven't helped him now. We've, I, I can't do that. They—they're the 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 receiver offense. We've talked about how bad they are. They're absolutely atrocious. The running back room is pretty bad as well. Yes. So he hasn't had help because he's also never had help. But again, this guy's 30 some years old at this point. I really was the call for the guy. This guy, I think I was just the perfect fit for him. Mm-hmm. I really do. Philip Rivers is not the guy for them. Um, he's, he should I think just retired. Yeah, Cam would have really, I don't know. That's on them, though. It's probably Indianapolis. It's just, you know, uh, I just, 
you know, I, I think this is going to be Cam's last up. I don't see, but it's like Cam is as a backup QB. Where does this guy go? I just, it's just, he's just, it's almost too talented to be a backup. Now it's right. a weird dynamic. This is, this might be, I mean, we could maybe see Cam in Dallas next year as a backup QB. Maybe. With a hurt Dak Prescott, if they don't draft a QB, right. with a hurt Dak you, with Cam, that's a job I would take if I was Cam Newton. Right. You see, with Andy Dalton, he, he, he's had a chance to be good. He can get to play good, but right. Doc, this is the, if you would like a chance to be on the biggest stage you can possibly be on, you, you play with Dallas Cowboys. And if you play marginal, you'll get a contract. Right. Which we've happened a thousand times. Robert Quinn, you, you haven't heard his name this year again. He got 70 million. <laughs> I have not heard his name since he's left Dallas Cowboys last year. He's in his full defense and he's, he's just a guy on the defense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, if you just play good and you'll get a contract. So I, I think those are the type of teams you need to go to. Maybe no one's going to keep him again to mentor rookie QB. I would, mm-hmm. I'm would pretty sure they wouldn't mind that if they go that route again. Right. But I don't think he's a starting QB in the NFL anymore. I just, it's hard to say, but I don't think he is. Yeah, I mean, with Cam, you, you, you hit the notes. Uh, you, hit the, you hit the points. I mean, with Cam, I like him. Uh, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily, at first, when looking at the New England signing, I just thought Cam and Belichick are polar opposites. Cam is inaccurate. Belichick is all about efficiency. Uh, Cam is, you know, he jokes a lot, plays around a lot. Belichick is very serious and grunt and gruntle. So I just didn't, I never thought the, the relationship and the dynamic like match for, for real, for real. But I mean, it, I feel like it is what it is. I, I, I think it, it, it they tried this, but he tried his best. I, I really do think could, could COVID have played him catching COVID? Could that, could that really have played? Take. I, I, people have been saying that, but I don't think first as a college student and the person that's on campus at a college, right? Everyone gets like it's like COVID's like ah, it's like, it's like the common cold at this point, right? And really, like I think my school has had over a thousand cases since we you know we've been here. There's only like two weeks out of school, so of course we've been here a long time. It's like the first of August, but so it's been around because only one person's been hospitalized. That shows you the range. It's really hard. You have to be an absolute, like, I'm eating McDonald's every day, or you have asthma, or you have a... So, I think he's fine. Cam Newton's body is... Who has a better body, you know, than Cam Newton in the league? Right. Like, him as a QB? Yeah. He's ripped. He's in shape. He's like, oh, he likes lifting weights. He's that guy. He's in the gym. He's, like, making everybody else look bad. Right. He's loving being sweaty and buff. He's literally <laughs> that guy in the gym that's making you feel like, ah, dang, I'm freaking Julie Elliman. I got to take steroids to be, you know, even look similar to this guy. Right. So, I, I think, I don't know. I don't think COVID affected him too much. But to Cam's defense, he has gotten worse since he's gotten the virus. Yeah. So, <laughs> But is that the virus or is that just Cam Newton? I think it's just Cam. But. I think it's just Cam too. I think it's, but I, I've heard people throw that out there and like, maybe <laughs> it's COVID, but I'm like, well, no. If you look at the time, like Cam's timeline of his career, his, of his pro football career, this yes. is just who he is. He's, he's in. It's anything about Zeke though as well. And it's like, uh, Zeke has been on a down, it's been a decline since his rookie year. Every year has been worse. Yes. It's not. It's been really, so. it's been, it's been so hard to spot it because it's so gradual. But Zeke, that's another one. It's so hard to spot his decline. It's, it's obvious kind of now. But the last few years, his yards per game has been going down. His yards per curry has been going down. And his rookie year was so great where like his stats were going down. 
It was still pretty good. Yeah. The only thing I say about Zeke is the offensive line has been extremely bad, mm-hmm. and he can't catch. So it's like, ah. It's like, damn. But I don't know. It's I did see a guy from the draft class, Derrick Henry, and I'm very upset as a Cowboy fan. We could have had Jalen Ramsey and Derrick Henry. It, thinking about that upsets me every time I talk about it. Because, but as a GM, you're... You just said after analytics, we're doing, we're just going to draft the guy. Which I, at the rookie year, I'm like, I mean, he's pretty good. I was loving Z. But knowing his play style is scary because when you're not explosive, that doesn't last that long. We've seen Larry Johnson. Uh-huh. Uh, the only person that's last pretty long was AP and Lynch. Mm-hmm. Those are Hall of Fame running backs. Right. The, that's not the average guy. But we've seen guys like Sean Alexander, you know. 28 touchdowns. Next season, you're, you're marginal, a right. marginal guy. Right. Just girly. But, you know, girly. He's our first round, Melvin Gordon. Right. He's he's a system guy. I mean, and Lindsay, our 50 50 guy. <laughs> like, this is first round running back. So, come on, you know. It just shows you one on one, don't pay running backs. Um, it, it, Like, I, and I get it in certain situations like McCaffrey and Kamara and Dalvin Cook because there's so much. Like, those three guys are so, they're such a huge, integral part of the offense in, in their respective offense where it's like they're not really running backs like they do everything everything like again that that's the it's hard to be a running back that can't do it it's like it's not it's like it's like not being a mobile qb in the nfl anymore right or it's like um not a big not being able to shoot like you gotta yeah. be able to shoot <laughs> you gotta be able to shoot or you better be like dominant like, inside dominant it's like Derrick Henry really can't catch, but he's so dominant in his role that okay, we'll, we'll live with you not being able to catch. But once this goes away, which it will probably next two years, he's probably going to be he's going to be a marginal player. Oh, yeah, the Kamar that skill set lasts forever. McCaffrey forever. At your worst case, you're Danny Woodhead. You're James White. <laughs> right. That's it's, your that's your floor. It's like Curry. Curry at forty years old is Kyle Korver. That's his that's his floor. Right. You you have a role in the league. It's just. It's something well, that's gonna guys, last skill- forever. It's like being a route runner, going for zero. Mm-hmm. It, the speed's gone, the strength is gone, but you have a role. You can just get open. You can be a leader. If you just have those skill sets, some skill sets last forever. Right. Age, just like the accuracy, Brady. Everything else is gone, but his mind and his accuracy is there. The arms are not there. The mobility is <laughs> not there. But two things that last forever are going to be there: accuracy and your IQ. Right. Um, so I don't want to, you know, like I said, that, you know, talked about the quarterbacks, NFC, AFC, uh, contenders and those games from the weekend. Good talking to you. I think, um, we're definitely going to bring you back on as the season progresses, you know, going into the playoffs and so forth. And also the NBA, I don't know if it's coming back in December or January, but it should be coming back soon. Um, and we can get you back on for NBA season. Okay, definitely. Well, yeah, definitely. Again, definitely follow us on you know Instagram and Twitter at Malcolm Ronshaw and Isaiah say he'll you know put it in the bio and everything. And you know today is voting day. Please get out there and vote. Yep. This is a very important election. We need to stress that. So yep. definitely get out there and vote. Vote, vote, vote. Election day. Um, and like I said, this is where I'm recording this on a Tuesday. So Wednesday, if something happens like a trade with the Packers. Don't blame me. Don't blame us. We didn't know it. Uh, this is Tuesday. <laughs> no, <laughs> so yeah. I'm out of here.